Episode 57 of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Sean St. Jacques back here with you for another week of Knicks and NBA talk. I'm excited. I'm excited. I think you guys know why I'm excited. Again, I'm. I remember last week kind of thinking, you know, next week we're going to know. And we're going to know what the next few years of the New York Knicks is going to look like. And it was officially announced right before I started recording about an hour or two ago was the, the reports kind of trickled in a, a day or two ago, but it became official at the day of recording, which of course, as you guys know, is Thursday before the Friday show comes out. Tom Thibodeau is the next head coach of the New York Knicks. This felt like the right move from the beginning um, this felt like the right move from the start when his name was put on the list. Again, early on, my thought was, you know, his, his name is on the list, but it's felt like a dream list. Mark Jackson was on there. Jeff Van Gundy was on there. I think even Stan Van Gundy was talked about at one point as well, though he publicly denied that there was any interest between the two sides. Tom Thibodeau ends up getting the job. And I, and I think that my first reaction was, perfect. The coaching pool this year, again, could have been better. There were some great candidates out there. Obviously, Tom Thibodeau, from the from an experience standpoint, from a relationship standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, felt like the right choice. He felt like the best choice out there at the moment. Listen, you know, Kenny Atkinson was somebody from the beginning I, I would have been fine with, you know, but putting in that factor that Tom Thibodeau for me was always the number one choice. He made the most sense. If you can get him, he makes perfect sense for what the president, Leon Rose, wants to do, what the front office wants to do, and then obviously what the Knicks want to build to in the next two to three seasons and what they could hopefully get to under the tutelage of Tom Thibodeau. I think that this was a big first step for this offseason. And I said this last week, you know, we were going to know by this episode who the next Knicks coach was going to be this, this late July uh, deadline that Leon Rose and the Knicks set was kind of always in place. We kind of knew but by the start of the NBA season, we'll get to that in the second half of the show. Uh, we kind of knew at this point we were going to know who the next Knicks head coach was going to be. And this was one that they had to get right. And I think for once, you know, you look around at what was available and who the Knicks interviewed and who the candidates were. And there were some young assistant coaches. There was some good young talent out there as far as the coaching search is concerned. Guys that were interviewed, obviously, uh, Becky Hammond, I believe, was also in the mix for a while as well. Uh, the San Antonio Spurs assistant coach. All good names. But for me, only th one of three options would have done, you know, Obviously, Tom Thibodeau was my number one choice from the beginning. You guys know that. Kenny Atkinson wouldn't have been a bad choice either, I think, as well. I think you look at what he's done with the Nets and what he could possibly do with the Knicks. I think that, with the young group especially, that made a little bit of sense. Like, there was some something to that. Jason Kidd, for me, was a distant third. I think that, again, like, I had a lot of people hitting me up even a couple of days ago saying, you know, the Knicks would be dumb not to take Jason Kidd. I think, and my thought was, not if Tom Thibodeau is available. Not if he's the leader in the clubhouse. It doesn't make any sense to go with Jason Kidd if Tom Thibodeau is sitting 
in front of Madison Square Garden waiting to be picked out for the head coaching job. So that the Jason Kidd thing never made sense to me as, as a slam dunk, no pun intended. Mike Miller was really the only other option out there for me where I would have had some positives about it. But for me, and you guys know my stance on Mike Miller, I've said this multiple times on the podcast, was never going to be the long-term solution for the Knicks. And, and you could argue wasn't a great short-term solution either. So Tom Thibodeau was the runaway, the runaway favorite for me. If the Knicks could get him, they have to get him. And they got him. So I'm excited. I'm cautiously optimistic. But again, the Knicks have got me a bit excited during this offseason. Now all eyes go to the draft. All eyes go to what Tom Thibodeau, Leon Rose, and company are going to do with their three draft picks or, or maybe more. Who knows what they're going to do. We'll have to see what they decide to do, uh, I believe, in October when the draft kicks off. So I'm excited about that. You know, Tom Thibodeau, again, you know, gave you the the normal jargon, uh, I would say, uh, after he <laughs> was officially introduced. The New York job for him is a dream come true. Um, by the way, Tom Thibodeau becomes the 10th, 10th full-time Knicks head coach this century. So from 2000 to 2020, that's 20 years. The Knicks are averaging one coach every two years. Yikes. Anyway, hopefully that changes with Tom Thibodeau. Here's what he said uh, in the Zoom press conference. I found it pretty interesting. I wanted to share it with you guys in case you missed it. Um, This is a dream come true for me, Thibodeau said in the Zoom press conference. This is my dream job. Maybe part of it, uh, part of that is I grew up in Connecticut. My father and my family, we grew up as Knicks fans. I think I experienced it during the 90s that that there's no better place, rather, uh, to be than Madison Square Garden. And I'm, so I love challenges. I love that city. I love that arena. I love the fans. I'm excited about the team. I, again, have to say those things. It was the second part of it that was pretty interesting. Talking about how grateful he was for the opportunity, working alongside the talent in the front office that he has great trust in and great respect in. I know what New York is when the Knicks are successful and there's nothing comparable. I look forward to being a part of what we are building here and can't wait to get to work. That little nugget in there, the great trust and respect for the front office, that gives me more positives to look at. That, that, that Tom Thibodeau, obviously the connections that Leon Rose had here paid off. Will it pay off on the court? And Tom Thibodeau is ready to get to work. And I, and I think that that's one thing with Tom Thibodeau at the helm that Knicks fans will not have to worry about. He's going to get the most out of this team. It's going to be whether or not Leon Rose and the front office can back him up with the big signings that they need and whether or not they can hit a couple of big picks in the draft. Those are going to be the make-or-break moments of the Tom Thibodeau era. That's what it's going to come down to. Tom Thibodeau is going to play the crap out of his guys. Sometimes you could argue to a fault, but we'll, we'll, you know, I'd rather have them play to a fault in the playoffs than you know, not play hard and then not make the playoffs. So not play enough, I should say, and not make the playoffs. So I, I come at it from, from both. I see both sides, I should say, from that perspective. But I think I come back to the fact that with Tom Thibodeau, it's going to come down to those other, you know, that partnership with Leon Rose. Can they make it work? And can Leon Rose 
hold up his end of the bargain. That he's going to get Tom Thibodeau a roster, along with Scott Perry, that puts this team where it needs to be. Can Scott Perry, Leon Rose, and again, World Wide West, whatever the hell he's up to, can they put something together that Tom Thibodeau can use to get to the success that he had with the Bulls? And for a brief time, to be fair, with the Timberwolves. Timberwolves had a really good roster that was fighting for playoffs year in and year out until he left, basically. And that's all the Knicks fans, including myself, want. That's what we're looking for. That fight, that determination, and the ability to see our beloved Knicks at Madison Square Garden in the playoffs. That is the ultimate goal under Tom Thibodeau. Get the Knicks back to the playoffs. That's, that's to me what this hire says for Leon Rose. We want a guy that's going to get the Knicks back to the playoffs with a team that we're going to put together for him. They've put together the building blocks. A foundation is, is forming. We're getting there. But now it's about taking the next step. And part of taking the next step was hiring a really good head coach. And the Knicks couldn't do any better at this moment than Tom Thibodeau when they got the job done. So to be honest, this is a time where I got to give a lot of credit to Leon Rose. Great start. Fantastic start for Leon Rose. I, I think this is exactly the news Knicks fans were hoping for, most Knicks fans were hoping for during this offseason. You know, I'm sure some of you out there like me are excited with the NBA coming back. The scrimmages that have been out so far have been pretty good. I think the atmosphere is nice. I, I like some of the, the little uh, ins and outs of the Orlando bubble. It's great, obviously, the most important thing. No positive tests for COVID-19 at this point in time. Guys are working in and out of the bubble. They're, they're quarantining when they come back. It's great. It's how it should be run. It's, it's, again, the NBA taking a big step forward. But what we're really focused on as Knicks fans is also this the future. What's next season going to look like? What's this draft going to look like? And with Tom Thibodeau, Leon Rose, Scott Perry, and everybody else involved with the front office, I feel confident that the Knicks are going to have a really good NBA draft. And I'm not sure I would have said that if Jason Kidd had got the job. I'm not sure I would have even said that, to be honest with you. I would have been a little skeptical if Kenny Atkinson had gotten the job. Drafts have been a little hit or miss with the Nets of late under Kenny Atkinson. So I, Tom Thibodeau in there is a guy I trust with Leon Rose and Scott Perry to get the job done at the draft. I think I know, I think for, again, we'll see what happens after the draft, but that's a group, at least on paper, I look at and I'm thinking, you know what? They're going to get the job done. They're going to get the guys that the Knicks need. They're going to address the point guard position. They're going to draft a really talented late first round pick, whether it's another guard or maybe they go somewhere else. And in that early second round pick, I think they're going to find a really nice talent. It's a good possibility. And again, in the end, you really have got to nail that first pick. And I think that with Tom Thibodeau, on as the head coach, that first pick is going to feel a lot more comfortable about the situation he's walking into in New York than if Mike Miller was the head coach or if Kenny Atkinson was the head coach or if Jason Kidd was the head coach. Because you've got somebody that not only 
can develop young players, but gets them to the playoffs consistently and is one in the playoffs. See, that's the one thing. That's the one thing that Kenny Atkinson never did with the Nets. And that's win consistently at the end of the season and win consistently in the playoffs. Never got the chance to do it, but with the opportunities towards the end of the season, never really worked out for him either. He had, he had every other box, but it was that, it's that end product that we've yet to see from Kenny Atkinson. Tom Thibodeau has done it all. He's done everything but basically win a championship is basically his resume. It's pretty darn good. And with the connections with Leon Rose, I feel good. Go, I feel much better going into the draft. I really do. And if they nail the draft, if they nail the draft, which would just be a dream scenario, for the Knicks. And to be fair, by hiring Tom Thibodeau, I think they gave themselves an even better chance of, of nailing it with the NBA draft. Because that's the next big that's the next big moment for the Knicks. How are they going to do in the lottery? And then what are they going to do with those picks in the draft? If they nail the draft, 2020-2021 is looking a lot nicer for the New York Knicks than it did 48 hours ago. I have to say. Because again, you know, Three, last week, we're still thinking, all right, who's going to be the coach? You know, might be Tibbs. Who knows? Well, maybe they blew, they screw it up and they hire Jason Kidd. Who knows? And then the draft is up in the air. Tibbs is in there now. Tibbs is settled. We got him. And now it's about the draft. What are the Knicks going to do? Are they going to pull through? Are they going to get the guys that we need to basically finish off this foundation, hopefully? And entice some of those bigger names to come with a coach that I think could get some of these big names to come. That's the other big positive about this. You know, everyone was saying, right? Man, Kenny Atkinson was a big reason why Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving went to the Nets. Well, guess who's the reason that Kenny Atkinson doesn't have a job right now in the NBA? His name's Kyrie Irving. So that doesn't really apply here. Tom Thibodeau has coached stars. He's recruited stars. And he's coached young, talented, really superstar players as well. Carl Anthony Towns. Andrew Wiggins. A young Derrick Rose. A young Joakim Noah. He can get the job done. And the Knicks have got a guy that I think is going to be all in on this project. I think he's going to be willing to fight to the death for this city for this group of players, for this franchise, and for, most importantly, the fans. And personally, when fans can go back into Madison Square Garden, I can't wait to see how Tom Thibodeau sets this team up defensively and gets the crowd involved at Madison Square Garden. He said it, and we all know it. When the Knicks are good, and when the garden, and when the garden is rocking, there's nothing like it in all of sports. You don't top peak Madison Square Garden. You don't do it. You don't. There's only one other place, in my opinion, that comes close, or maybe is level, and that's a peak Yankee Stadium. That's it. That's it. Those are the two. And Madison Square Garden, it's just it's a special place. And it's an even more special place when the Knicks are good. If you've been to other events at the Garden, a concert, Big East basketball, you know, those kind of events, 
college basketball in general, you got that taste, right? And even when the Knicks aren't good, you get a little dose of how great the Garden can be. I was, I was at the Knicks Heat game last year, or I should say earlier in this season, before the shutdown, and the Garden was rocking. It was fantastic. The Knicks won a tight game over a good Miami Heat team that's going to be trying to play for an Eastern Conference championship in this bubble. And I got to tell you, the Garden was electric the last five minutes. It was fantastic on a team that's absolutely garbage. Imagine what it could be like if Tom Thibodeau keeps the pieces that need to be in place on this team, adds to the draft, gets the stars that we need to possibly challenge for a championship, and the Knicks get somewhere close to where they were in the 90s. Or even for that one season, 2012-2013 under Mike Woodson, where the Knicks had a dream season and won 54 games. That's what the aim is long-term under Tom Thibodeau. The short-term goal, really, and by short-term, I mean in, in about two or three years, hopefully, is to be in the playoffs. But by the time Tom, Tom Thibodeau leaves, hopefully sooner rather, or sorry, uh, not, too, not in the too distant future, I should say, the Knicks are competing for championships. That's the goal. Or have already been competing for championships. That is the legacy that we're hoping that Tom Thibodeau leaves with the New York Knicks. To be honest, this is the most excited I think I've been about a Knicks thing since they hired Phil Jackson. And that didn't end up going too well. So hopefully this, this is something that really, really lives up to the hype. Because I think a lot of Knicks fans, and rightfully so, including myself, by the way, it's the Knicks. You're cautiously optimistic. James Dolan is still the owner. I get it. I've been hearing about it even in the last few minutes as I've been recording this podcast. I've, I've gotten texts about uh, slowing everybody down here and, and let's see what happens. I get it. I get it. But think about what could happen here. This feels right. This feels like something that could be really, really big. But you're right. Those out there that have that opinion, it's it's where I've been this whole time as well. Let's see what happens. But the Knicks fans have something good to chew on for the next couple of months as we wait to see what happens with the draft and then we wait to see what happens with the 2020 2021 NBA season. I like what Tom Thibodeau said at the press conference. I think I mentioned that earlier. And listen, there's going to be a lot of work to be done. A lot of changes have to be made. A lot of things have to be done personnel-wise and, and things like that. And, and it's, it's, it's true that Tom Thibodeau has got a lot of work to do. It's not going to be easy. You know, obviously... In the press conference, he talked about R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson. He said, quote, those two, or I should say, quote, those two are the ones that stand out. I'm excited about, uh, you know, his thoughts on that. I really am. I think that if he keeps the cornerstone pieces and adds from there, this could be a really fun Nick team in two years. This could be a Knicks team in two years that is going to be, in all honesty, a really, really strong hire. 
One other quick news and notes here, or I should say one other quick note, um, is that according to Shams, and this was actually earlier today as well, former Knicks head coach Mike Woodson is expected to join the Knicks organization in a capacity. Uh, sources tell The Athletic, of course, mentioned it earlier, Mike Woodson was one of the candidates for this head coaching job and was the last Nick coach to have a really successful season back in 2012-2013. So, uh, obviously, the last time the Knicks made the playoffs and their highest win total since the 96-97 NBA season. So, I, it's really, it's good. I like those moves by the Knicks. I think Tom Thibodeau is great. Mike Woodson would not have been a good fit as a head coach, in my opinion. But you bring him back, and you see what happens. One last quick note. I didn't mention this earlier before we take a break. The Tom, Thib- uh, the Tom Thibodeau deal, pardon me, is a five-year deal. Terms have not been announced, but the deal is apparently worth at least $25 million. So the Knicks have put a lot of faith in Tom Thibodeau but there's a chance that he could possibly repay that faith. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, and it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward. Take a quick break here when we come back, talk a little bit more Knicks, and then we'll really dive in to the upcoming schedules. The NBA returns this weekend. Coming up next on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Second half of the show, a couple of quick things I got to update you guys on as well. I've been moving around a little bit over the last couple of weeks. I think I filled you guys in on that during the last show. I was at a hotel during the last show. Um, Again, if you don't follow me on Twitter, at SJ7 is the place to go for updates on what I'm up to outside of this show. Um, At the moment, I'm down in Florida and I'm working. I'm calling soccer games on ESPN+. Plus. If you want to know more about that, uh, again, at SJ7 or Real Sean St. Jacques is the place to go to check on those things, see what I'm up to. I got highlights, full games, stuff like that from my other work that I'm doing while I'm down here during the pandemic. My goal is to be back up in New Jersey by mid-October. We'll see if that plays out. Uh, but that's that's just letting you know. Now I'm now I'm in an apartment. I'm in a much more settled place. I'm able to isolate a little bit more than I even was in the apartment, which is good. More space as well. Very exciting for me. So I just want to. Some of you guys are interested in that. Some of you guys like soccer um, and like the beautiful game and stuff that I've been doing. You've been interested in. So I'm just keeping some of those people that are interested in that updated. And for those new listeners to the show, first of all, thank you for listening to the show. You guys are awesome. Hope you're all staying safe during the pandemic, wearing a mask and gloves if you can as well while you're outside. If not, use hand sanitizer and go and follow the CDC protocols to stay safe and to stay healthy during the COVID-19 pandemic. Talked about Tibbs in the first half of the show. I kind of actually, I was thinking about this during the break and I kind of I, I was going to talk a little bit more about Tibbs, but I think I covered everything. You know, I, First of all, let me know what you guys think of the hire in the comments, postingandtoasting.com. That's the place to go. Or again, you know, I, I've heard from some of you through Twitter quite a bit, Facebook as well. You guys find me on Facebook and, and hit me up. So 
Either one of those two is fine. Or Instagram is fine as well. Shoot me up. Uh, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Totally fine. Real Sean St. Jacques is the place to go. Uh, if you need a spelling on that, bio of the podcast, bio of the postingandtoasting.com uh, feed, or in the body of by posting and toasting podcast posts again on the website if you want to find out where all that stuff is that's the place to go let me know what you guys think about the hire you guys have been hitting me up a lot about draft stuff we'll do more draft stuff i think next week the tib stuff is too big uh to really couple that with a draft update you know there's not much going on with the draft at the moment nothing's really changed as far as who the knicks are going after we really won't know a lot more, to be honest, until the lottery, where the Knicks are going to be moved either up, down, or they'll, or they'll stay put at six, I believe. So that's kind of where we're at with the draft. I, again, slow weeks. I don't mind talking more NBA draft. You know me. I'm a college basketball guy. I'll talk draft as much as you want because I, I love following the guys. I've covered some of these guys in college, followed them along in their college careers as they go to the pros. I don't mind talking about them for hours on end. But when there's more important news, like Tibbs being signed to a five-year deal to be the next head coach of the New York Knicks and the NBA coming back finally after their long hiatus to restart the season in the Orlando bubble, those take precedent over talking about the NBA draft. But don't worry, we'll be talking plenty of draft. You guys, te- you guys seem to love it. You guys love it when we talk draft on here. I do too, uh, but we will get to that as we get closer to the draft itself and more importantly to the draft lottery which is really going to dictate what the Knicks are going to end up doing in this upcoming NBA draft which could be very important for the start of the Tibbs era and of course the continuation of the early stages of the Leon Rose era along with GM Scott Perry and also again quick side note great to see Mike Woodson back with the Knicks again he's a good coach good guy I just thought my thought about him coming back as the head coach was really concerning because, again, with, Tib- with, with, with Tibbs out there, Kenny Atkinson out there, those are the guys that I think the Knicks really should have gone after. They did, and they got Tibbs. Adding Mike Woodson on in some capacity could be beneficial for the Knicks. He's a, he could be a good guy to have around, but, again, the head coach for me had to be Tibbs. And now when you get both here, Tibbs is the head coach, the role that Many wanted him in with the Knicks organization. Mike Woodson coming back in a capacity could be very beneficial to the Knicks as well. So I think that's worth noting as we as we see this all kind of develop for the Knicks coaching staff uh, with the new front office in place. So I'm excited to see what that means. You know, obviously, Shams had the update on there from The Athletic on that uh, connection that, that, that Mike Woodson in some way is going to make, a, on a, in, I'm guessing, in some coaching uh, manner with this New York Knicks team. So I'm excited to see what that means moving forward. I'm sure we will see that in the days to come. You guys might even know by the time you listen to this podcast what's going on with that. So we'll see what happens with that moving forward. It's just good to see Tom Thibodeau in place, Mike Woodson in place. And then we'll see. You know, it's funny. Somebody texted me that the Knicks had hired Mike Woodson and didn't realize that it wasn't for the head coaching job. So I think he was having a heart attack for a second there thinking, oh no, we hired Mike Woodson. I was like, whoa, read the article. That's that's why you guys, the headlines these days, you guys have got to pay attention to the headlines. I've had that happen multiple times over the years with people reading the headlines, but not reading the article and they don't get it. So luckily I pointed him in the right direction. He knows he's happy now. 
So I'm excited, and I'm hoping hoping that you guys are excited as well. Let me know what you think about Tibbs, obviously, but also let me know what you think about the Knicks bringing back Mike Woodson as well. Very interesting decision because I'm just curious to see what he's going to be doing. But again, if he's an advisor or an assistant coach, something like that, that piques my interest to see what he could bring to this New York Knicks team because, again, he's got good coaching experience. He's been in New York. He knows what it takes. Could help Tibbs in some ways as well. That's that's a good thing for this Knicks coaching staff and maybe hopefully can help with guiding the young guys as well as we try to build this young core of this team with hopefully more talent to come and then hopefully knock on wood. Did you hear that? Knock on wood over here? Knock on wood. Some stars as well in the years to come coming in through free agency. We'll see how that stuff plays out in the future for the time being. Let's talk about the NBA restart. And we'll get to some of this. Again, we're uh, getting to a lot of stuff with the Knicks today because of the Tibbs news and the Mike Woodson edition as well. But there are games that are going to be played. Two will be in the books by the time the podcast goes out. First two games back, the Utah Jazz hosting the New Orleans Pelicans. And then the all-LA matchup, 9 p.m. tonight. The Clippers take on the Lakers Again, there's going to be eight regular season games to determine seeding, and then we will play out the regular formatted NBA playoffs in Orlando to see who will win the 2020 NBA championship in Orlando, Florida at the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, Tomorrow, when the podcast goes out at 9 a.m. every every Friday, you guys will already see it. Uh, Nets Magic tomorrow, or as this goes out today, at 2.30, Wizards Suns at 4 on Friday. Also, Blazers, Grizzlies, Bucks, Celtics. That's a big game uh, right off the bat there as well. And then the nightcap, you've got Spurs Kings and Mavericks Rockets. I Give me some of that Mavericks Rockets stuff right there. That's a fantastic matchup. Uh, three big matchups that I'm going to go through first. Obviously, Clippers-Lakers is very important. For seeding, the Clippers are trying to catch the Lakers for the number one seed. They might not have enough time to do it. We'll have to see how that plays out. Although, if the Clippers win tonight, they're going to have an outside shot of maybe pipping the Lakers to that number one spot in the West. Clippers are a little disjointed at the moment. I think three or four of their main players are either out of the bubble or they've just come back into the bubble and they're in quarantine. Lou Williams being the most notable. Although, I think Montrez Harrell has also... Uh, left and now he's going to be coming back i'm not sure who's playing yet i think that's still up in the air that will make a big impact on who wins this game potentially but the biggest news of all is again that avery bradley is not going to be playing for the lakers the rest of the season big loss potentially there for la and their chances of possibly winning an nba championship so we'll have to see what happens moving forward with the lakers anthony davis got hurt in a practice he got his eye poked uh, so he's, I think, going to play, but it's a little up in the air. So we'll have to see what happens with that as well. I have to say, Bucks Celtics, a very interesting matchup. They've met in the playoffs recently in, in years past. Big game for the Celtics, I think, right off the bat. See what they're going to be bringing to the table. I think the Bucks want to get off to a good start, but I think for them, it's more important to be playing well towards the end of the eight-game stretch, getting hot towards the end and maybe taking that momentum into the playoffs. I think it's more important for the Bucks to be set by the end because they're pretty much 
pretty much locked up the number one seed. It's not, not official. I think the Raptors can still catch them. But for the time being, I think for the Bucks, it's more important to be prepared for the playoffs than really this eight you know use this eight game stretch to get ready for the playoffs more than you know winning the games i think that that almost takes precedent over winning the games i think just making sure the team is ready that it's set and that they'll be ready to maybe go on and who who knows maybe even win the whole thing they they've got as good of anybody as good a shot as anybody in either conference and then for me the game of the day tomorrow or today as i should say on uh, Friday is Rockets Mavs at nine o'clock. It is a blockbuster of a matchup game that means a lot for the standings and for seeding as well. Both teams trying to possibly get up to the four and the five spot, maybe even higher. Who knows? In the Western Conference standings, huge game. Lot of lot of potential talent on show. Luka Doncic has looked good. James Harden's looked good in the, in the scrimmages. So far, still kind of waiting on Russell Westbrook a little bit, although he's shown the signs that he's going to be fine and ready to roll for the NBA restart in the bubble. Really excited for that. And it leads us into Saturday with some really good matchups as well. The Thunder play the Jazz. The Heat get back to business against the Denver Nuggets. And we see the Pacers open up with the Sixers. Big game between those two as well. Both of those teams trying to get a little bit higher in the Eastern Conference standings. And the Raptors open up play with the Lakers on Saturday and, and Sunday wraps up. And this is where I'll, I'll kind of veer off. I don't want to go through the whole schedule, but the Rockets um, play the Bucks. That's a huge game on Sunday. Wizards play the Nets. Huge game for Washington. If they want any shot at catching the Magic or the Nets for a playoff spot, they have to win that game. Celtics Trailblazers, definitely an interesting one. Spurs Grizzlies get to see more of Ja Morant, who looked really good against the Miami Heat in the scrimmage the other day. I watched that. That was fantastic performance, a fantastic performance from the most likely NBA rookie of the year. Then a big game for the Kings. They play the Magic. Both teams trying to share up a playoff spot. Gonna be excited to see how they play that out. And then the Suns play the Mavericks in the nightcap at 9 o'clock on Sunday to wrap up the first weekend of NBA hoops back and back in the bubble. So two quick things before we get out of here. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on the bubble so far. As far as the scrimmages go, I honestly have been very, very pleasantly surprised with the way the bubble has looked. With the scrimmages that I've been watching, I've enjoyed the way the bubble has presented the broadcast, you know, the way it looks in the bubble. The court looks fantastic. The way it's it's the, the lighting is set up to really shine, put a shine on the court. The talent the players are bringing to the table. It's just great to see basketball on again. I was saying this about Major League Baseball, I think, as well. I'm not sure I mentioned this yet on the podcast. It's just great to see the guys back on, uh, back out playing the game the talent standing out a little bit more, I think, as well, because the crowd noise isn't there in, some, in certain cases. I love, there's three big things I love about the NBA's bubble situation, as far as the games are concerned. We get to hear the play calls at certain times. We get to hear the trash talking as well. So the audio perspective is great. I love that the home team is clearly defined. They get defense chants for them through the loudspeakers. I love some of that as well. And I love the fan interaction. You get some of the fans get to poke their heads in through the virtual screens and they get to react live on the court. And, the, and hopefully the players can feed a little bit off of that. It's not the same 
but they can feed a little bit off of their fans cheering for them and they get to see them. So, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to maybe somebody, hit, you know, hitting a jumper, pointing to the fan screens and the fans react, maybe pointing back, you know, that kind of a thing. Hopefully, if it's capable of doing that, I'm not sure, but that would be really cool to see. Those are the kind of little quirks that I'm enjoying so far with the NBA bubble. Scrimmages, for the most part, have been good. I think I mentioned this earlier. Some teams, you know, don't necessarily need to play well just because of the standings, but really everyone needs to play well. It's go time. You know, it's go time right now. You got to get ready. Those eight games are crucial to getting ready for the NBA playoffs. So I think we're going to see the best out of a lot of these teams. I think the Bucs are still going to bring it. I think the Raptors are still going to bring it. You know, I think the Lakers and the Clippers, they play first. They're going to bring it. You know, I think that's going to be really fun to just see that, you know, obviously. And again, some guys are not going to have certain players and it's going to be some rotation between certain games and things like that as well. But because it's just an eight-game sprint to the playoffs, I think we're going to see everybody who's got their full roster going to be at full strength. Hopefully, no one gets hurt, obviously, as well. Knock on wood there as well. And hopefully, we see the best of what the NBA has to offer inside the bubble. You know, I've seen a little bit with Major League Baseball. It's been great to just see the guys back out there. You're seeing the same intensity. The games mean more. The games are still bringing the intensity. They're bringing the talent. They're bringing the big moments. I'm enjoying that a lot. You know, obviously it's not in a bubble, but I'm still really enjoying that from Major League Baseball. And I'm hoping that that, I'm expecting that to carry over to the NBA. By the way, big shout out to the NHL, the way they've set it up. I don't know if you guys have seen some of their games yet that they've had on. I don't know where they are yet in their season. I think it's just the qualifiers that are coming up and they're playing games right now to get ready for that. I've really enjoyed their backdrop, their setup, and their action. It's been great. For, for sports, that the NHL is also off to a really good start with their bubble up in Canada. It's doing really well so far from all indications, and I'm hoping that that carries over the rest of their season, because if it does, we could really see sports, regardless of what happens with COVID-19, continue on smoothly into next season. I think that would be really crucial for the NHL, for the NBA, hopefully Major League Baseball and then we'll see what happens with the NFL as well as they start to get back into, you know, practices and things like that, getting ready for training camp. So exciting to see all of American sports getting back to it. Obviously, also great to see a lot of the European leagues finish their seasons overseas. The Bundesliga in Germany is done. The Premier League season has also been finished as well. Serie A, the Italian league, they're about to finish their season also so it's just fantastic to really see all the big leagues over there finish, and they're going to be ready to come back in early to mid-September and play again. Their 2020-2021 seasons get close to being back on track to where they need to be as well. I'm hoping that that happens in America as well. Obviously, the situations are totally different. There's still a ton of hot spots in America at the moment, including where the bubble is in Orlando, including where... Major League Baseball teams will have to play. Obviously, there have already been positive tests involving the Marlins, involving the Phillies. Those games have been postponed and things of that nature, trying to make it up with doubleheaders and all this stuff. Hopefully, they can pull that stuff off. But luckily, most of the teams have been fine so far. Most of the teams have gotten games in. So hopefully, that continues. And then, obviously, the MLS's back tournament is getting into the knockout stages. So far, so good with that. And for me, the league I'm doing with the with the USL Again, there's been some some things you know that have not gone according to plan, but so far it's been so good, and there are games that have been played most you know pretty much every day. 
So most days of the week, there's games on. There's games moving forward. So what, basically what I'm saying is, in the NWSL, by the way, completed their tournament as well. Crucial for them to get through the first American Sports League to finish their season. Very, very important. So, and, and exciting to see what happens going forward as well. The WNBA is back in action as well. The overall, the overriding thing here, going back to the NBA, is sports in America are getting back on track. And hopefully that continues. Hopefully we get to see sports and, and, and have sports help us through this tough time. You know, bring some normalcy back. To a certain extent, I think that's important for America while we continue to try to fight the virus and fight COVID-19 really across the entire country. So good stuff there, and we'll see what happens with that moving forward. Good show this week, good positives with the Knicks, good positives with the NBA as well, and hopefully sports in our country as well. Thank you guys as always for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Postingandtoasting.com is the place to go to get former episodes. Megaphone is a place you can go as well. We're also basically anywhere you can get your podcast. So hit us up there. Hit me up on Twitter at SJ7 if you want to hit me up about Tibbs being hired by the Knicks, Mike Woodson being hired by the Knicks, or the current season with the bubble in, in the NBA down in Florida, or with the draft as well. I don't normally have to help you or you know lead you guys to that. You guys normally hit me up about that anyway, which is great. Stay safe out there, have a great week, and I will see you guys next time on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network.